What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Chop It Up with Ike. Today's topic is the New Orleans Saints versus the Denver Broncos. Today I have on me again Mr. James. Say what's up, Mr. James. What's up, who that nation? <laughs> uh, Mr. James, what you thought about that game? Uh, I mean, it's it's a huge reality check uh, for everyone, for all of us. I mean, even last week, I was on the, the Taysom Hill bandwagon. I can't jump completely off after one bad performance, even though he, since he had a good one last week. Uh, but it is a bit of a reality check that we're uh, we're not quite where we thought we were a week ago. Um. Yeah. Um. I wasn't. I didn't necessarily was on his on his uh, bandwagon last week, even though he had a solid performance. But I do believe uh, a quarterback. You begin to know who they are um, a couple games in. Once team able to watch some film on them and stuff like that, and um, I think he was so productive last week because he it was it was new. So when team don't have film on, you don't know what. You don't know uh, what you're gonna do. You can use the element of surprise on them. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he does going forward. Is he able to um, make decisions uh, quicker? Because I think that was a lot of his problems today. He just <coughs> he didn't throw the ball when he should have thrown the ball. He just he held it. So um, being able to recognize defenses and uh, trusting what he see out there too. So. We'll see how he does going forward, but um, definitely need Drew Brees back in there. That's for sure. Yeah, um, it was a it was a little bit startling, man, because um, like you said, making quick decisions, and that's that's what the quarterback position is is processing information at a rapid pace, at rapid speed, and making decisions quickly and trusting what it is that you saw. And there were several times where there was, uh, you know, receivers open and available to make plays, but he just didn't trust his eyes and didn't make those decisions. And that's what you see the difference between, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback like Drew Brees that processes information uh, at warp speed and makes decisions Mm -hmm. in the same speed versus somebody that's, you know, uh, not trusting – what they see and not playing instinctively. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think just watching that the first half of that game, um, at least when the game first begun, I will say, well, I was thinking to myself, well, just like in the, in the last week game, he started off kind of slow, but I was like, well, he's going to pick it up. He's going to get going. Maybe just got to shake off the rust, but he was pretty much like that all game. I mean, I think he made one good throw, and it was uh, uh, a back shoulder to Michael Thomas. I think that was the best throw of the game from him. Um, so I can honestly say, man, I'm glad I'm glad Denver didn't have a quarterback because if our offense would have performed the way we did against uh, the start of this game, I don't and they had their starting quarterback. I don't think it'd have been. Um, I don't know if we'd have won a game, you know. Well, it's 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 hard to say, right? Because any yeah, yeah. yeah, anytime you make 
change. When when there's change, they, they, it brings about change. So, uh, had they had their starting quarterback and they were able to produce more offensively, that might have brought about a change on our side uh, quicker. So, yeah, it's hard to just say place uh, one situation and put in another situation and that equals this. Um, so I do think we would have made a change sooner or change the way we were calling plays sooner had they been able to put out more offense. But, uh, yeah, either – Either way, we definitely need more offense moving forward if we want to compete for, you know, a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, I uh, give a little credit to Denver. I really thought that their defense came out and they really played well considering the circumstances. I thought they, the defense was really up to the challenge um, for the most part. It just uh, once we – the drives that our offensive line took it to them um, – that's the that's the opportunity that we had to score uh, when our offensive line was just handling them. But um, I thought I thought their defense did a pretty good job, really though. Being knowing that they was gonna be on the field the whole game, you know, thought they came, thought they came out and they was ready to play. Well, definitely. As a Saints fan, you're looking at this game and you're saying, "Hey, man, I'll take the win any way they come." Right. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. as a I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just I was agreeing with you. Okay. Yeah, but as a as a sports fan, uh, you really empathize with them, man, and, and being put in that rough situation. I think they did make the best of a bad situation um, as they could. You know, throwing that guy out there, play quarterback, doing a lot of uh, wildcat offense with their running back. So I fell for them because they were putting a real uh, bad situation. I think they did make the best of it. And I think the defense did come out and play well. They did have a great game plan against uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, but, again, if we have Drew Brees in there, I think we're able to exploit a lot of weaknesses that I saw in their defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Um you know, you play to who's out there, right? And we uh, do the same thing on our side, too. I mean, I think Sean Payton knew that they didn't have a quarterback, so he – this was the most I ever saw Sean Payton commit to a run game. And I mean, he he didn't really – I mean, a, a couple of passes here and there for sure. Uh, I think he – but I, thought, I think he did a good job of just saying, we're just going to punch you in the mouth. And, um, and I know you couldn't do anything about it, so we're just going to – we're going we just this is all we're gonna do right here and he just stuck to um using his run game um another good game by um by murray um over hundred yards i believe today so that was a good game he he's really um he's we i think we have a real dynamic one two punch man but with with Kamara and uh murray um both of those guys together i think is make our backfield very tough to um tough to handle. Definitely. Latavius Murray, 19 rushes, 124 yards, two touchdowns, broke the long uh, 36-yard touchdown early in the game. I mean, man, I've been screaming this for the last couple years. I think he's undervalued and underappreciated in our offense. Uh, I really think that he deserves more touches running downfield. And and you go back to last season when Drew Brees went out and Alvin Kamara was hurt. Latavius Murray was the steadying pace for that offense. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, giving us balance and uh, allowing us to effectively run play action, giving uh, Teddy a a safety outlet as well throughout that time period. So I think he, we need to lean on him more uh, as the season progresses. (laughs) That'll be nice, man. Uh, Do do I think Sean Payton have enough discipline to do that? I I don't think. uh... I, I don't I don't see that happening, but because uh, it's, it's the eye candy effect, right? You, you know, you got all the trinkets out there, and you're trying to use all those trinkets, and you don't um, you don't be content with the one that's working or the, the one that's hot. So I, I think that's that's you know every 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 per, uh, player and coach has their growing process, right? And I think for him being patient with the run more or um, keeping a hot hand going when it's when it's hot, you know, I think that's one thing that he sometimes don't do us don't do as well. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I think uh, he, you know, we all understand he's known for getting a little cute every yeah. now and then offensively and and doing some things that at the time really doesn't make sense. But you know, that's the that's the ups and downs of Sean Payton, right? When the thing about geniuses is they display an uh, outstanding level of understanding and competence, but in their genius also um, they make decisions that only they understand. Right? <laughs> so uh, that's just one of the things we have to deal with when you're dealing with a coach like Sean Payton. Right. But I, but, well, look, this is, this is not a complaint in any, any type of way. I, I very much love the, John Payton being a coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints, and I hope he stays with us for the duration of his career. I do too, man. But listen, I'm glad you touched upon that. So this is a thing that I've stated for a long time. And again, this is just me being a lifelong Saints fan, and it, it could come across as whining or complaining a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the best offense the Saints ever had was the 2011 team that went 13 and three with Darren Sproles, Jimmy Graham, Marcus Colston, the full allotment of, of weapons that we had that year. We lost to the 49ers in the playoffs on the road. If you remember that game in the last minute, right? So we broke NFL records that year with offense, uh, you know, but. People don't remember, Pete Carmichael was calling the plays that year. Mm. Especially when that was the same year that Sean Payton went down with the knee injury when he got injured on the sideline. And Pete Carmichael took over play calling duties. And, hey, man, I I like Carmichael calling plays. I'm not taking nothing against Sean Payton. He is who he is. He's a Hall of Fame coach and – you can't take anything away from anything he's done in his league. He's Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning coach. But I think sometimes uh, just a change of pace and just a change of because uh, defenses study your tendencies. Right. Yeah. And, and so when you bring in another set of eyes and, and another play caller, sometimes I think it changes up those tendencies and it keeps the defense a little bit off balance. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's that's definitely something that uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I mean, I think that's that's with defense too, right? I mean, uh, it's it's human human nature. We adapt, right? Uh-huh. Uh, 
you, you continue to be uh, repet- uh, do things in repetition, and uh, eventually somebody, some team is going to catch on to us. Now, I think that's and just to take it back off of that, I think that's why we haven't been as successful offensively in the playoffs the last few years. Uh, I think our defense has been good in the playoffs, but I think our offense hasn't been that great in the playoffs. And I think it's because of that, uh, teams are familiar with what we do and they tend to play us tighter in the playoffs. And, and we don't, we never have an adjustment for um, what the look that they're giving us. So I definitely think that be, uh, having a fresh eyes plays dividends in the playoffs for us because I think that's something we definitely struggled the last few years in the playoffs, uh, offensively being stagnant and our defense been playing pretty well. So um, hopefully, hopefully this year going to the playoffs, we we have that figured out a little bit. But I I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to rely on a running game more, man, and we're going to also have to um, trust our defense. I mean, listen, I understand that the team didn't have any uh, quarterbacks on the field, right? But mm-hmm. And we've never seen a situation like that before, but if you go throughout the history of the New Orleans Saints and your history of being a fan of the New Orleans Saints, this was the perfect letdown game. Right, and 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 not even necessarily to lose the game with them having no quarterbacks, but definitely to make the game um, a lot tighter and closer than it had to be. And to some degree, it was right. 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 Uh, But defensively, for them to come out there and again dominate and 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 understand that there was no quarterbacks and not knowing what was going to be coming, you know, they they couldn't prepare for the wildcat and the different things that that team was going to throw at them, but to still be disciplined and still make plays. And listen, we got two interceptions and we dropped two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Latimer dropped one and uh, Jenkins dropped one. You know, right in the bread basket. So those, those are plays that we definitely going to have to make in the future, especially against a shorthanded team like that. But I mean, Right. right now, this season, you would have to say that the defense has been a steady enforced to our success to nine and two. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, they they're playing lights out right now. Um, you, you really can't really can't look at nothing that they're doing right now and find fault in it. Really, um, <laughs> this is probably gonna be one of the easiest performances they had to do. I don't think the cornerbacks had to defend hard at all today, but. Um, you know, look, you 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 have a responsibility, and I think the defense came out today and they they took their job seriously. They dominated from the snap. They didn't give Denver Broncos any hope of thinking that they was going to be able to do anything on them. So, um, good job by our defense again of just showing that dominance, um, not taking the team lightly, and uh, executing, um, and and also. Being able to adjust on the fly, and not fall for any trick plays or um, the unknown, the uncertainty of what demo was going to run. So, you know, defense was phenomenal once again. Hundred um, percent great performance by them. Um, offensive line played well on the offensive side. Um, I mean, I think the only thing I could talk about on the offensive side today was our offensive line. I thought 
Um, at times, our offensive line they start off a little slow, but once they got going, it was pushing pushing them off the ball and uh, created some holes for Murray and for Kamara at times. So, um, you know, just just a you know, yeah, you, you go to work, you get the job done, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they they made some holes. They made for for, for whatever reason. I've been trying to figure this out all season. But there seem there seems to be a tendency that they seem to block better, and this is this is just my observation that they seem to block better for Murray in the run game than Kamara. Uh. Now that's just a, a base surface observation without doing any film study, without digging deep into the tendencies and what happens in those plays. Some of it's just the different run plays that they're calling. Um, and some of it is just the defense um, pays extra attention when Kamara's on the field, right? Uh, and and I also think, too, that, it, you know, both of those running backs are different, right? Um, you look at that play that, that Latavius took it for 36 yards. I mean, he made a great juke move great right cut. at the point of attack. Yes. Yeah. Just took that thing, you know. He took it back, and he he was going to the house. I just think because of their different running styles, Kamara's vision is different from Latavia's vision, and uh, I think sometimes um, Kamara sometimes he'll duck in too fast, where Murray's a little bit more patient with his running. And when he do see it, he's boom, you know, he he, he goes off. Um, but I, I know I just think it's just just because of their different running style. Uh, when when Tavis in there, I think he's sometimes a little bit more patient, and he uh, maybe has a little bit more vision than uh, Camaro has. Because um, you got to make decisive decisions when you when you're taking that ball. Um, when you when you get in the um, when you get it from the running back position, like you know that's almost as quick a decision as a quarterback has to make. You have to see that hole and. Um, Front side and um, on your peripheral side, right? You got to be able to see it, uh, see what alignment is uh, pushing the defenders at, and be able to make a cut at the right time. You know, all that comes with repetition, I'm sure. But the good ones are able to do it and do it effectively. And, and um, I just think that that's they right there with each other. But I think just because they're two different running styles, Latavia just might see the holes a little better. No, you make a great point with that, man. When when you're talking about a running back, a, a vision is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Vision is the difference between being good and great. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Latavius Murray, I noticed that almost instantly when he got here last year. The first thing I saw, in, even in the preseason, in limited opportunities seeing him play, I said, he has better vision than Mark Ingram. Right. right, we all saw Ingram, and Ingram came along and got better at it over the years. Um, right, you know, we just saw too many times Ingram running into people's back, you know, <laughs> exactly, and running into right. holes that's not there. Right, right, right. So yeah, it definitely comes down to vision and patience. It's the half second of allowing things to develop in, ahead of you that makes a huge difference. And I, I do think that his vision is better than Kamara's. Not to say that Kamara's vision isn't, right, right. isn't yeah. good, but it's not elite, it, yeah. what I will say. And he doesn't 
allow things to, to take place and, uh, you know, to uh, open up ahead of them sometimes. But, you know, that's cherry picking. <clears throat> At this point, I, I much rather have Kamara than not. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's not to say anything bad. It's just, you know, you know it's app- apples and oranges, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, look, this, this is not a game that that I think we can sit here and talk all day about. Uh, <laughs> just because of the nature of what the game was, man, it was it was pretty uh, straightforward. Um, so, so just just very briefly, um, I'm gonna ask you this question: Do you think Taysom Hill is the future quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? It's hard to ask me that today. Um, after what I saw today, I would have to say no. Is that a fair assessment? No, it's, it's not. Because he played well, he didn't play well. So right now he's tied, right? When next week would have to be the tiebreaker. And that still won't tell the whole story, but at least it'll break the tie. Uh, you had one bad week. You had one pretty solid week. So let's see what you done. Uh, you do next week. Let's see how you adjust to the adjustments that were made around you and to your game. And let's see how you go forward. I always judge people on how they come back from bad performances. That lets you know the nature of uh, what's in a guy's heart and how they prepare, right? So I, I want to see how he comes back next week. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. As a Saints fan, I was sitting on my couch texting my boy saying, hey, where Jameis at? <laughs> right? I, I, right? I was. But then you have to calm down some and take a deep breath and understand the nature of the business. And what it is is that, you know, these people did study him. They did say, hey, we're going to take away these things and see how he adjusts. Right? Mm-hmm. So if the biggest adjustment that he has to make from this week to next is trusting his eyes and letting the ball go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But look, I'm gonna say this. That's I'm I'm a little bit more I have my answer for that already. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> he, he's not the and it's not nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with today's game really. It's just I trust what I see and I trust what I've been seeing from from Taysom Hill. And I think he got a couple of things already uh, against him. He's already 30, 30 years old. So if he does take it, he'd be 31, which I know people are going to be able to play it longer now because of he not being able to touch the quarterback. But um, I, think, I think the Saints almost have to either go with Winston or draft younger. Um, because I just I just don't believe that if you are serious, if the Saints are serious about winning more Super Bowls, that Taysom Hill is going to be able to be your guy that's going to be able to throw for 300 yards a game or something like that. Like I just don't see him as a um, an accurate passer who could do it on a consistent level. So for me, it's like why why play with that type of project? Like you know why waste a couple seasons? When you got when you got so many good draft picks already there, you got a good defense set up for you already. You got a good special teams. 
Um, except for Morstad getting old, you got a good defensive line. You, you know, you know what I mean. You you got a good running back setup. You got a good setup there. So why take up on? Why take a project on when you're still in your prime, basically, in the people that you have on your team? So I don't see, I don't see the reward in taking a chance on Josh on uh, on Taysom Hill at this point of his of his career. I, I don't see the I don't see the plus side of that, you know. I, I agree with you. Hey, give him this opportunity, maybe be able to pick up a uh, sign with somebody else, but I don't see the Saints with all the talent that they have on their team to take a risk on on this guy. I just don't see it. I I, I think personally it'll be a bad move for them to do that. It'd be a bad business move. Well, we 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 have to see, man, because Teddy had some pretty rough outings last year as well. Uh, but then he was able to get comfortable at some point. Not that, hmm? not that rough. Not no, that no, rough. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was. It, I agree. I agree. I agree. But um, at the at the same token, man, it, it's not age's experience, right? As we looked at um, Nate Robinson last night in the fight, uh, he was he was older than that guy, but that guy had more experience uh, fight in, in his show. So, no, I'm willing I'm willing to give him more time uh, to see how it plays out and, and to see what we got. You have to trust the people that make decisions. The Saints have been great at making decisions, and trust me, nobody. Nobody has a better read on who's going to be the best replacement for Drew Brees than Sean Payton. So yeah. there's something that he sees in this guy, and he thinks this guy can really be. Now, again, we have to temper our expectations when we say this. No, <laughs> no matter who we put in that offense to replace Drew Brees, it's not going to be Drew Brees. Whether we go get a veteran, a free agent, whether we draft somebody, no matter who, we cannot expect the same production uh, from the quarterback position that we've been getting for the last 15 and 16 years. So we have to understand that part up front. So now, does he think this guy is the future, uh, that you can win enough games with him? Maybe so. Does he believe maybe he's a bridge guy? Maybe he's a guy that you can sign for the next three or four years until you find and develop another quarterback. Uh, we don't know, but I'm, I'm willing to temper my uh, disdain for his performance this week and uh, see what they do next week and, and continue to assess his progression. Okay. Yeah. Look, we shall see. My brother. <laughs> we shall see. Time with that. That's for sure. Absolutely. But look, speaking of next week, we got the Dirty Birds coming back again, and they just came off a big win. They they put a beat down on a on the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, forty three to six, I think the score was, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be looking to come in there and have a revenge game against us. Um, uh, I think we play we play at their stadium, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think he's going to be challenged immediately because uh, I, I really think they're going to set Drew. I think Drew Brees is cleared to come back next week, but 
I think they might sit him out and he'll come back for that, that Kansas City game. Well, no, he's not cleared until after next week. When you put somebody on the uh, on the IR, they have to miss at least three weeks. So this will be the third game coming up. Uh, okay. Yeah. He'll be cleared for the City game? He will be cleared as far as the IR rules. Now, medically, if he's cleared or not, we won't know. I, I doubt it. So, yeah, he has to sit out at least one more game before he's actually cleared uh, from, from injury reserve status. Um, yeah, but I, I watched that game, man, and yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from Atlanta, but Las Vegas really played horrible. And Yeah, I, I, I looked at their stats, and I'm like, man, that's not how they typically play. Yeah, Atlanta, I mean, I don't know what he finished with, but I know late in the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan didn't even have 200 yards passing. Really? Yeah. So they must have a lot of yeah, they had they had a pick six and some things. You know, they had a few turnovers and uh, yeah. you know things uh, of that nature. And I'm not taking anything away from Atlanta, uh, but I think it's really didn't play well. But you know, I think it's a testament to how good of a team the Saints really are. Because mm-hmm. you look at the last two division opponents, you look what we did to Tampa Bay, right? And right. Tampa Bay follows that the following week by destroying. Carolina and putting 46 points on the board. Um, same thing with Atlanta. They they struggled across the 50-yard line against us last week, and then they dropped 43 on Vegas. So right. I, I think we, we're reaching that peak defensively and as a, a, a total team that we really, really have the kind of team that travels. You know, we play defense that travels on the road or at home. Uh, right. And do the same thing offensively. But, you know, the story to the Saints is all about what happens in the postseason. Can we continue Can we? that level of dominance in the postseason? Absolutely. Did uh, one quick question. Did Jack Rabbit come back on the field? I didn't. Uh, I'm trying to see. He, he, did, he did not, man. And that's what frustrated me because I talked to my brother before the game. I told him, look, I know we're going to win, right? I, it, it, the question was by how much? Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep them in the game or were we going to be able to pull away? I knew we were going to win. I told him the thing I wanted to do was come out of this game and help you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got games like this with an opponent that, that's uh, shorthanded and you kind of know that, you know, as long as you don't have a complete – blunder on your hands that you're going to walk away with a win. You just want to come out healthy. So uh, Jack Rabbit did not come back onto the field. So hopefully it's something minor and we'll have him back out there next week. Yeah. Just just looking at the way he fell, though, I mean, he, he bends it up real well. I, I think even for precautionary reasons, they probably keep him out next week just because – I mean, he really did bend it up pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, I, I I really don't expect him to play next week, really. I think just for the sake of just giving your body time to properly heal, uh, they probably keep him out a week, and it'll be Patrick Robinson or P.J. Williams again. Well, that's a beautiful the, – the, the beautiful part about it is that Patrick Robinson started against the same team um, – Last week, last week, right? right? Yeah. right? So, 
That's the beautiful job. part that they have a lot of depth. They have guys who've logged in a lot of minutes and played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Not uh, depending on someone inexperienced or who ha- haven't been thrown into the fire uh, right. to come out and play the game. So uh, we want to have Jack Rabbit, but if, if uh, Patrick Robinson has to fill in, if he's your backup, then you're in a pretty good position. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, so I feel I feel good about that. Um, like I said, the, the most important thing is to be healthy. So there's no need for him to come out there really and and play when you have people behind you that that's capable of, um, you know, stepping in and doing a pretty decent job. So, um, well, we can just go ahead and, and grade this thing, um, Tail. I mean, which on, on offense, I'll let you start on offense. What you give offense? I'm going to give the offense a C minus. Hmm. And the only reason I'm not giving them a D is because they did rush for almost 200 yards. Right. Uh, so you can't take that away from them. I think if had they not been able to effectively run the ball, this game could have turned out a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm a, I'm gonna give him a no no I'm I'm gonna give him a C plus because you know the rush for almost 200 yards in NFL uh, that's pretty tough so I give him a C plus but uh, you know Taysom Hill nine of 16 78 yards an interception gave up three sacks yeah that's not winning football not at all uh, yeah well I'm I'm not gonna fight that grade, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a C, C as well. I'm not going to do plus or minus, but okay. I'm say they got, got a C just because you know, like like you said, if you could run a ball like the way they did, you, you can't get a failing grade for putting up that type of performance on the ground. Um, defense, uh, de- defense, I give an A once again, you know, 100, 100 plus points for the type of defense we put out the other day, not to complain about no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, at this point, you you hate to get ahead of yourself, but you have to be honest and look at what you're saying and ask yourself right now for the last month, who's playing better defense than the New Orleans Saints? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, yeah. Nobody. So, special uh, teams, I'm going to give a B to again. I, I, I started paying attention more to the the Morstad thing, man, and he's he's not booming it. No, he, he is not booming it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him, but I really in this game, I really since nothing else was going on, I was paying attention to the special teams, and I mean he's just not booming the kicks like we accustomed to him booming it. So, um, just because of that, I'm gonna give them a a B plus, you know, but. Um, I just think that's something that can bite us in the butt, because I think that field position is, is very important, especially when you're heading into the playoffs. You want to, you know, you got to play against the Chiefs, somebody like that, somebody with a great offense. You want to be able to uh, have a weapon in your in your punter to be able to put them in a um, long field uh, field position where they have to drive the length of the field. But man, he's when he's kicking the ball, man. The way he's booting it right now is just—it's just not—it's not impressive. Yeah, I agree, and it's funny that you bring that up because uh, 
for the first time ever. So I got a great friend of mine that we text back and forth through the game. We've been doing that for at least 13 years, uh, texting mm-hmm. back and forth throughout the game. And he, for the first time ever this year, he texted me today and said, you know, Morstead isn't booming the ball like he used to. <laughs> and I immediately thought about you because I told him, I said, man, we talked about that on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And I, I brought up the point to him that the Saints carry the second punter on the team this year. First time ever, you know, at least under the Sean Payton uh, regime that they carry two punters. So, no, I agree. Um, yeah. A B is a fair assessment. If, you know, if we get more out of the punting unit, then I – I think we can grade them a little higher, but you're right, man. Uh, more status becoming more and more average by NFL standards. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, tell them, uh, player of the game. I mean, that's easy. Um, Latavius Murray, 19 <laughs> rushes, 124 yards, two touchdowns. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I ain't got no arguments on that one, so I'm just going to – I'm just going to agree with you on that one. Um, just re- real quick, uh, next week game against the Falcons, what do we need to do to get that win? We need to throw the football, man. We we don't have to, you know, we don't have to be the greatest show on turf or the 2011 Saints, but we have to be able to keep the defense honest and mm-hmm. we have to make some plays in the passing game. So if we can make some plays throwing the ball, and run the ball enough to keep defenses honest, I think we'll be fine. Okay. Well, uh, well, I, I can't argue with none of those points either. I think that's a fair assessment for next week. Um, I kind of uh, – I agree with you 100%. I think on defense, if we continue to play the way we're playing now, and we have to get some production from offense. We can't have as many three, out, three and outs as we had today and give the ball back to Matt Ryan because I, I, I respect Atlanta's offense enough to know that I can't give them plenty of opportunities to, to score the ball because they are going to take advantage of those opportunities. But um, so we definitely have to be more um, – play more ball control next week going to that game, uh, be able to move the ball on the ground and in the air, control the clock a little bit, score points on, on some drives, and um, put our defense in a – in a leading position where they can just tee off and, and get out to Matt Ryan. Because uh, if we play with a lead against against the Falcons, I feel very comfortable with our uh, front end and our back end that we can make a play, get an interception or uh, some type of fumble, re- fumble recovery or something like that just to uh, add more points that way. So um, that's – I think that's very important going into next week. So um, – that's all I got. Tell anything else you want to add, my brother? Hey, man, just um, be blessed, everybody out there. Thank y'all for tuning in. And who that? Just what he said. Who that? Who that? Have a good one. Thank I... y'all for uh, tuning in today on Top It Up with Ike. See you guys next week. Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons. Who that?